Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Blessings to each of you this day. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be sharing a message uh, for the next two days that actually I'm going to be sharing on Sunday. Normally I do them after I preach. This is going to be a uh, pre-Sunday message. And so this gives me a little practice, except I'll probably change some things up as I normally do when I share messages. But I just I just want to get some of these things across to you. I've been talking about wisdom lately, and wisdom is a difference maker. We certainly need wisdom. I certainly need wisdom. Our Heavenly Father, open our minds today. Open our hearts to what you would have for us. Lord, may we not listen to each other so much as we listen to you. May your spirit lead and direct. Lord, forgive us of our weaknesses. Forgive us of those things that plague us and that eat our time. And God, help us to be people eager to serve you powerfully and wonderfully. Thank you for these dear people. Bless their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You ever heard this old saying from a coach or somebody when they're trying to encourage you, you can do it. You can do it. I remember coaching kids in football, and we'd make them run, and, and it's so hot out there in September, and they would run, and they would sweat, and they were about ready to pass out, and we're always saying, you can do it. You can do it. And folks, we can do it. We can get past those hard times in our lives. I never forget those football practices when I was a kid. I just hated them because you get so hot and you had all that gear on, but you kept pushing through. You kept pushing through so you'd be effective in the game. Boise State isn't naturally good. They work very hard at it. College athletes go overboard. Things that I don't think I could push my body to at this time in my life. But they do that to be the best they can be. Folks, we can be the best we can be with our walk with God. We can be people who make a major difference in the world for Jesus Christ. Today I'm sharing out of Second Timothy. And reading uh, from the study Bible, I find that after Paul's release from prison in Rome in AD 62 or 63, and after his fourth missionary journey during which he wrote First Timothy and Titus, Paul was again imprisoned under Nero in 66 and 67 A.D. It was during this time that he wrote the second Timothy, in contrast to his first prison experience where he was watched in a rented house. This time he was in a cold dungeon, chained like a common criminal. And folks, I've been in that cold dungeon that he was imprisoned in. They said it was the authentic place that Paul was imprisoned in Rome. And it was cold and dingy and dirt floors, and I couldn't, can't even imagine the situation. His friends even had a hard time finding where he was kept. And unless you knew, you wouldn't, you, would, you wouldn't find it. It said that Paul had three reasons to write the letter to Timothy. The first one was this. He was lonely. His friends had deserted him. And you know, that's uh, not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes we've had friends desert us, you know, and pretty soon people go and they're, maybe they go to prison and they feel forgotten about. There's people that I know that are in prison that have that feeling, and sometimes that happens. And I tell you what, Paul longed for Timothy and asked him to come and visit him soon. 
Another reason he wrote the book was because he was concerned about the church. At the time, the church was under a lot of persecution, under Nero, and he was telling uh, Timothy to persevere and to keep preaching, even if he had to suffer for it. The third reason he wrote this is he wanted to write the Ephesians church through Timothy. If any of you want to go over this, just go to a study Bible and read the reference pages before 2 Timothy. Then this book makes a lot of sense when you read it. But I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-5 through 5 to you today. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of the evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. He tells Timothy to preach the word. And people of God, that is what we must do. We must preach the word of God. Tell the story of Jesus to all people so they can have hope and they can, have, and they can come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ who transforms lives. Believe it or not, the world is starving to meet Jesus. Yes, many people would come to Jesus Christ if they were in, introduced to him. And that's exactly what Paul wanted Timothy to do to introduce people to Jesus Christ and not to worry about being treated poorly or made fun of, but to share the word of God. He went on to tell Timothy to be prepared to correct, to rebuke, and to encourage. Why is it we are so fearful about standing up for what is right? We don't want to correct people or rebuke people, even though they're wading deeper and deeper in sin. We just continue to watch them slide. We see people making terrible choices, getting involved with lying, cheating, drinking, and many other things that lead them downhill. But instead of standing up and encouraging them, we tend to just let them keep going the direction they're going. What it comes down to is too many are really not concerned for other souls. We're more concerned about hurting their feelings here on earth. So we just continue to let them slide. Well, Paul didn't want Timothy to be the weakling in the faith. He didn't want him to be that way. He wanted him to be strong. He wanted to be filled with power to make a difference in a lost world. You know, there was one time I stopped and I watched a bunch of recruits in the National Guard go through training. I stood about 20 yards away watching the sergeant yell at the soldiers. The soldier saw me. You know, the soldier saw me, but the sergeant didn't because he was stand in front of me, but I was watching. That was an interesting night for me. In fact, when I went to bed that night, I had two major dreams. And I got up at 3 a.m. and watched a Christian evangelist that shared a great story with me, you know, and, and just shared about people and their lives and, and how, how people's lives are being touched and changed. Well, Paul goes on and tells Timothy to be patient and careful in instruction. Very good advice, 
because we have a tendency to want to get right at it and get someone straightened out immediately. And many times that causes people to turn and run instead of turn and listen. We too need to be patient with people and to be careful in giving instruction. All of us know that when we are approached in a confrontational manner, we automatically get defensive. That is why it's so important to bathe ourselves in prayer before approaching someone and to approach them in gentleness and love. If you hold a whip over anybody, they will not listen. They will not listen. And Paul knew Timothy had a big mission in front of him. He knew there was lives to be touched. Folks, he knows that you and I have a big mission in front of us. What are we doing about that mission? I talk about it often because I know without Christians, how is the world going to know anything about Jesus Christ? He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Change lives. I have a lot of missionary friends, a whole bunch of missionary friends, and our church supports missions at a very large level, and I'm so glad we do. One of the friends, uh, my missionary friends, is you guys listen to on the radio some. His name is Dr. Vincent Katuku. Dr. Katuku is a great friend of mine. He actually comes to our church on uh, most of the Sundays when he's not preaching away, him and his wife, Teresa, and he's been an encouragement to me. Our church has supported their mission, is, has built houses in Kenya, and I'm telling you, when you look at his ministry, when you look what's going on, how God is using him, it's amazing. In fact, every year he has a fundraiser in the spring. And I'm telling you what, I would encourage you to go to that. You will be touched. I mean, it's amazing. I've been to, I go to a lot of different fundraiser things when I can. This one is as big as anything you've seen. You know why? Because people see what, how God is using him in the ministry. And I want to support people who are changing lives forever. And I love that, that people are doing that. And I hope that your church supports missions like our church does, because to me it's, it's vital, because he's told us to go into all the world. And he wanted Timothy to know what was going on, Paul did, and so he's sharing these things with, these things with him. Do you know what's going on around you, folks? Are you keenly aware of how the people closest to you are living? Or have we become so callous to sing sin and a sinful life that it truly doesn't bother us anymore. I had this dream I was telling you about earlier in my show today. I was very bothered by the language of a sergeant. I thought, what do I have to lose to standing up to this sergeant? I'm just going to tell him. I shared this dream with a friend from my understanding of the military that's not allowed anymore to, to lace profanities in their training. But in this dream, they were lacing profanities on people but nobody would stand up. My dad, he would stand up. If someone was around him and at a game and using profanities of just horrible things, my dad would say, sir, do you please, can you please not use those profanities? It's very offensive. And if they didn't, then, you know, he just let it go, but at least he stood up. You know, my stomach turns when I hear people speak so awfully to somebody else. And we should turn. When we see sin, we see things going around us, our stomachs should turn. Well, folks, we got to turn away now because it's time to go. I'll have a great day. 
Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.